Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution Podcast, where women are magical and empowered. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Monday, psychologist turned transformational feminine business coach. This podcast is for you if you want to prioritize your own pleasure, face your fears, and manifest your desires. This podcast is sponsored by the Fearless Feminine Academy, where I teach women how to turn their trauma into their superpowers. My goal is to show women that we can heal our world by creating time and financial freedom by doing whatever the fuck we want. Are you ready for the divine feminine revolution? Let's get vulnerable and go deep. I'm so honored that you're here. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. I'm super excited to have everybody here and I'm excited to introduce you to the amazing Emily Wilson. So Emily, I will let you go ahead and do a little brag intro. Tell us about how awesome you are. Hey guys, I am Emily and I am a brand and business coach and I am so excited to be here with Megan because I love Megan and so I'm like excited to like be a part of all of this. This is so fun. So I'm a brand and business coach and so what I do is that I help women create businesses utilizing their gifts and talents because I believe that businesses can be made out of literally anything and so I feel like that utilizing your gifts and talents and then just making them like the focal point and letting people shine and also having more women business owners and women running the world. I mean, that's what I'm about here. So that is what I do. And yeah, I love being here. Thanks. Yeah, I'm super excited. And I just want to totally hype on Emily because I just hired her to work on my brand. And it's so nice to um, have someone who has the background that you do. And, um, you know, it's just like, you know, our missions are so aligned. So it's so fun to like have you here helping me with my brand. Um, so how did you get here? Like, tell us a little bit about the before and after you worked in corporate for a while. And so my journey was kind of really interesting. Um, because yeah, I did work in corporate before I became a, a brand and business coach. Um, and so what I did is that I worked with mostly startups and um, kind of advertising agencies, but like really small ones that worked with small businesses or kind of solopreneurs and startups. So a lot of the people that I work with right now, um, which is why I kind of got inspired to do that, were inspired by um, my journey um, in my corporate days because I loved working with small businesses. I loved helping them scale up their businesses or even start their business through branding and marketing. So for people that don't know what a creative director is, (laughs) a creative director is basically the person that oversees the entire advertising agency. So that means I have to know how to do graphic design and web design and content writing and marketing strategy and social media and email and like literally anything that you can think of. I had to do that. I had to know that. And then I had to like oversee and work with a team to be able to do that. Also, if you've never worked in advertising, I will tell you that one of the things that doesn't really, it's not really great there is that you get laid off a lot. And that's nothing about you. It's just that when, like if you're assigned to a certain brand, 
and that brand decides to go with another company, like another advertising agency, then you get let go. So it's a lot of layoff, a lot of turnover in there, and then a lot of kind of like finding like what the next thing is. And I live in Austin, Texas. Literally, if you throw a rock, you're going to hit like 10, 20 people like me. There's so many creative people here. <laughs> so many of us here. So what ended up happening is that to be able to become this like beautiful brand and business coach that I am today is that I got laid off from a job, which was not new to me. I was, I knew about this life, right? But at that point in time, I was just like really kind of like low on myself just because of a lot of the experiences that I had had there with a lot of the senior male employees um, were like really putting me down and didn't want me to rise or anything like that. I really was kind of low on how I was feeling about myself at that point in time, but I was going out and trying to find new things and new things and I really wasn't getting anywhere. And so, but anytime I would get a no rejection letter, like someone would come find me. And when I say this, it means like someone that I had met one time at a networking event two years ago would come find me. So like crazy, like coincidences. And they would come find me and they'd be like, hey girl, can you like come do this thing for me? I will pay you. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll totally do that. So that happened every time I would get a no until this like one time I interviewed for this job and I told them that they needed a creative director because they didn't have one at that point in time. And all of their other teammates that they had there were very new to design, whereas I'm more senior. And so I was like, I feel like you need a creative director. So I told them exactly what they needed in this role based on like, they didn't know this, but I was telling them like my skill sets. So they rewrote the role to my skill set. And then I went in and I interviewed for it and I still didn't get it. And so what ended up happening was that that day when I got that rejection letter, no, I got four people that same day that was like, can you work for me? And I feel like that was a sign and I'm a Taurus. So I'm like pretty stubborn. <laughs> so, uh, that really like got me into like being a brand coach. It was like, okay, I really feel like I need to like take this leap and start doing this like full time. I love that because I've had some clients, uh, therapy clients that have worked at ad agencies and it's still kind of like Mad Men. I mean, yeah. it's like, talk about a time warp. <laughs> yeah, I've been like, honestly, like not a lot has changed if I'm like being really honest, yeah. especially if you look up, there's, there's a nonprofit organization called the 3% conference. And it talks about how 3% of women are in senior positions and ad agencies in the U.S. Whereas women, as we all know, make all the buying decisions in the house. Like we all know this. Like we know that like if you have a husband or whoever, they're going to come to you before they buy literally anything. Right. So, and then also it's like all the different, all the different things that are like not really the, the men and women can rise differently. Basically you're told that you're not allowed to like have kids, get married, have a social life until you become a creative director. And then when you become a creative director, you're working like 60 hours a week. So it's like, when are you going to even have time to like baby make it all? Like, you know, it's like, you're not going to have time to do that. So it's a very much a double standard in there. And um, it makes it really hard for people. And it's also 
really like a toxic work environment, at least in my experience, which is why I'm very glad to now like be out of it and like want to help other women get out of it. Yeah, I think that there is, you know, such a lie of the patriarchy to say, like, we have to, like, wait until we've made it to experience the pleasure of, like, living life when really we can, you know, as you and I love to do, like, break all the rules and be unapologetic and just go for it. So, like, when you decided to go into business for yourself, was that a big leap for you? Or did the universe, I mean, it sounds like kind of gave you the big hippo into entrepreneurship. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I feel like the universe was kind of like, girl, this is your path. You need to like get in the path. But that doesn't necessarily mean I was ready for that path. (laughs) So I feel like it took me a year to even like get comfortable with my path. And even then I had changed my business because when I originally had started becoming a business owner, I was a full service marketing agency because I knew how to do everything. Right. So I was like, okay, I can work with these startups um, because there's a lot of startups here in Austin. And so I'm like, I can work with all these startups that are here that maybe don't want to hire someone full time because, you know, they don't necessarily have the need to hire someone for 40 hours of work, but they have someone to hire for like 15 hours of work. Right. And I, I felt there was a lot of people like that was a lot of the people that were coming to me were people that needed that. And so, but what ended up happening was, is that I was just like working all the time. I was the last to know like when they needed things. And then I was given kind of unrealistic timelines on things. And then when I would push back on it, then they they would get really upset with me. And I'm like, uh, like, you know, this isn't going to happen. Like, unless I actually like go through with it. Cause like, I am the deliverable on what you're asking, but like, you're asking me to like kill myself for this whole week to get this done, you know? So that I'm like, this isn't really filling my cup either. <laughs> so then it's like, okay. I'm like, I can't go back to like working and advertising. Like I'd already decided that I can't continue doing this. So then, <clears throat> so it's kind of some self exploration that I had to go through of like, okay, like, so like, what the fuck am I doing here? (laughs) Like, what am I doing with myself? So then it's like, I kind of came up with this whole brand coach thing because what really came to me as I was going through this was that creative directors and and coaches are the same thing, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, because I feel like coaches are like, you know, helping guide people to an end result and creative directors are the same way where it's like, okay, we know the end result. So I'm going to help, you know, guide like designers and content writers and strategists to all like get there. Right. So it's like, I feel like it's very much the same thing. And once I put that together, I'm like, oh my God, like I've been a coach like for years. (laughs) I've like already been doing this. So it's like, I'm already good at it, you know? So yeah, I felt like that that was kind of like the journey to getting to like being a coach. I know it's so much easier to say than to do. That's what I love about being a therapist and or a coach is like, I have such the visionary creative inspiration, but what's lacking is the implementation. And so, so I love about coaching is like, it's so easy to see it for somebody else, but like when you're in it for yourself, like it can be really confusing. So how do you bring like that clarity and certainty to the people you work with as far as being fully expressed in their brands? Yeah. So a lot of what I do in the very beginning is a lot of kind of like healing work because a lot of what I think around branding 
So I'll just tell you what my philosophy is about branding because it is a little bit different than I feel like other people. And also I feel like if you Google it, branding right now, you're going to get like 20 answers or or more. So I'm just going to tell you what my philosophy is on branding. So especially for like coaches and solopreneurs who that's my audience, I believe that the brand comes from the inside out. So like how your personality is and how you're, you know, how you're displaying yourself, how you're projecting yourself, how you're showing up, like all those things about yourself that are in your inherent personality qualities, like that is your brand, right? So we've spent maybe like, you know, five, 10 minutes together, but I'm pretty sure you wouldn't think that I'm a lavender type of person, right? Because that's just like, not me. Like I'm a very like loud person. I'm very like in your face, very honest. And so I'm like a bright red, right? It's like, that's just like who I am. So I feel like that that is something that I want to do is help people pull themselves out of themselves. Because what I find a lot, because um. I work with female clients. And so what I find a lot, and this is also true to my story, is that we hide who we're meant to be in order to like fit in with everybody else. Because there's people along the way that have told us whenever we start to shine our beautiful, unique selves out into the world, there are people that get triggered by that, tell us something negative about that thing that we just did. And then we're like, okay, I'm never going to do that again. And so it's kind of what I like to say is I feel like that our best self is always with us and has always been with us, but it's hidden underneath bricks inside of us. And so I feel like it's kind of like breaking through those bricks one by one of, you know, maybe someone called you stupid in the second grade and you're still holding on to that. Or maybe someone said that like, you know, you're too fat to wear that dress that you're wearing or whatever it is. And so all these different things I feel like are just kind of on top of our best self. So it's like breaking through all of those because I feel like I can teach people all the strategy, all the marketing, all the everything to be successful. But if you are holding your true and best self back, then it's not going to matter because that's the, that's the part that people get attracted to because people love people. And it's like, if you are your most authentic self and you're confident with every fiber of who you are being and who you are, then people are like, oh my God, I love that. And people tell me that all the time. Right. And those are parts of myself that I used to hide, but now it's like, I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. Like you either love me or hate me. It's totally fine. Either way, girl, like, let's just, you know, get it out there. So, <laughs> but it's like, I help people get through that. And that's like when their true brand starts to shine, when they start shining from the inside out. I love that. And you see like a lot of times in coaching, like the word magnetic kind of gets thrown around. And it, it took me a while before I really realized that you're like creating, you know, the pull when you're actually being your authentic self. And I think, you know, there's so many narratives constructed by like mainstream media and advertising to like make you feel bad about yourself. So you'll buy stuff. And so I think there's this narrative of, you know, like hiding and objectification and either you're not enough or you're too much. And there's just like kind of all of this like baggage around that. I think it's a really exciting time because now that anybody can have a platform and anyone can have a personal brand, I feel like this like next wave is really about the vulnerability edge about like, you know, getting rid of the shame, not giving any fucks and just like going for like what your true colleague is. Yeah, I totally agree. And especially like right now in quarantine where people are forced to kind of dig through those things. Because mm -hmm. I feel like that 
now we're forced to be with ourselves. Like we don't necessarily, because I feel like that that's a lot of times what happens is that at least in my experience, I would to go out and just kind of force myself to be around people because I didn't want to be around myself. And I feel like that now we're forced to constantly be around ourselves. So then anything that was like one of those nagging things that kept on wanting to come up and be released, but you're like, nope, nope, nope. Those are things that now it's like we actually are like working through. Um, and I feel like that that's going to really allow all of us to collectively rise because it's like we're now seeing all this possibility and also as women like rising up and also it's like I'm a plus size girl and like plus size girls are now just kind of like you know this is just who we are like we're not about you know being shamed for having a body that you know isn't necessarily like approved by everybody it's like I approve it and that's what matters you know and so I feel like that also allowing girls that maybe are of like a thicker form to be successful is really showing other people that, you know, look like you and me, that they can also be successful no matter what they look like. Yeah, I think that's such an important part of like visibility and representation. And sometimes when I'm talking about like um, women's empowerment or like crushing the patriarchy, you know, people are kind of like, well, what about, you know, like, oh, I don't see color, I don't see gender, it shouldn't make a difference. But it does make a difference because that's like your lived experience and like we're all treated differently based on those things. And so I think it's so important to have that like diversity of different voices, different lifestyles, different people. Um, and I think that that is what's really exciting to me uh, as far as media goes. Now that we all have like our own kind of microphone, we get to really put it out there based on like our own true life experience. Yeah. And it's interesting because I was just talking with my sister about this because we're both plus size girls, but also when we see like maybe plus size girls that are like in bikinis, it kind of triggers us in a way. Just because like of our upbringing and all of the subliminal messaging of how like, you know, plus size people are wrong, which is kind of like what we were taught. And so it's like, it initially triggers us and then we're like, oh wait, like she's beautiful. But it's like, it's still, and I feel like everybody has that on some kind of level where it's like, you know, you have this first wall of thought but then you're like oh wait that's stupid girl <laughs> you know and then we still have that even after like years and years and years of us like working through it and loving ourselves we still have those thoughts you know and I feel like those thoughts will you know it just depends on how you kind of like break through them and you're just like oh that's kind of bullshit yeah and I think we all have that like and that's what kind of gets me so annoyed about the whole like racism debate is that you know we're we're sort of like all brainwashed into thinking these patriarchal things and so to disown it completely is just to deny the reality that we're living in this bubble that's you know sexist and racist and homophobic and all the other ones you know so I think it's like really a refreshing I know for me um you know Brene Brown is like she went out and said she had the the breakdown and then she got famous and so she gave like such a huge permission slip to just go and like talk about your edges and 
as far as the body positivity piece goes, I just started wearing like my fat girl bikini. And I don't say that like in a pejorative way. I say that like in a loving way. And I posted a picture of it and it was my most viral post thus far. And I think it's just one of those things where it's like, we're constantly having to undo the conditioning. That's not right. Like you're saying, you know, these things are going to get activated, but we get to decide whether we actually believe in those things or are we going to go for a more like universal accepting shame reducing, like come out with your true self moment. Um, and I think that's what's so exciting about social media. Cause certainly another viral post of mine was calling out all the plastic aspects of the coaching. And certainly there's that as well, but I feel like there's this new wave of coaches that are coming out that are more about rewriting the narrative about making it more authentic. And I think more and more therapists are going to wake up to realize they're being significantly underpaid and then jump into coaching as well. And so I feel like it's going to be just like a really exciting time for humanity as more and more people decide to like fuck the conditioning that's limiting them and just go for it. Yeah, I definitely feel like that there's very much a kind of like revolt energy, which is like what my whole brand is about is about rebellion. And it's about kind of rebelling against what society had in store for you and instead, you know, doing what the fuck you want with your life. Because I feel like that that was a lot of what was placed on me um, because I'm from Kansas and Midwesterners like usually get married and start having kids in their 20s and like women don't get jobs. I'm like, I, I like even like when I was 18, I'm like, uh, I, I can't, like, that is not for me. <laughs> like, I just can't, like, it just it didn't settle with me. And I feel like a lot of women, you know, have those kinds of different societal standards that are, like, placed upon them that, like, that we all have a ceiling. You know, this is, like, the, like, this is the place that we're able to get to in our life, and we can't, like, rise above it. And there's, like, literally one elevator that we're climbing up. There's not multiple elevators. And I'm like, fuck that, you know, we can do whatever we want with ourselves and we can live our best lives, you know, being our best selves, which is why, that's why I'm like all about like rebellion. Cause it's like rebel against everything that it was, everything that you feel like society had put in place for you and instead do what you feel like, you know, was you were meant to do instead. Yeah. And that's where I feel like coaching and entrepreneurship really is like the, the next wave of liberation because we really can define what our life looks like and we can, you know, display it in a public way that inspires others to take the risk themselves. When you started to like put it all out there, did you have a lot of fears come up? Like what was it like to be vulnerable with your brand? Oh my God. Yeah. It was like scary as fuck. (laughs) So, and this is very like very interesting kind of dynamic for me because I'll give you like a little backstory is that I used to do musical theater and perform improv. So I was used to like being in front of an audience, but when I was in front of an audience, just being myself and not being a character anymore, it was so scary. Like I didn't want to do it until like my coach um, at the time, she literally gave me homework and was like, I need you to do a live. And she knew I was that type of student that was like, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. So I'm like, I gave her this look though of like, "Mm, I don't want to do that. (laughs) But I did. And I feel like that I got more and more comfortable with it. Um, But then along the way, I feel like that I was discovering more parts of myself that I was hiding because I had, so I had a fear of rejection. And I had a fear of fear of not being accepted or, you know, a fear of 
you know, being like being myself and being like ridiculed for it. So I feel like that, you know, then at that point in time, when I very first started, I was just kind of being, you know, being the person I felt like that I needed to be. And I feel like a lot, a lot of coaches do this in their branding, where it's like, they may see this coach that is like, you know, their mentor or the person that like, they are like watching and following. And then what ends up happening is that they just become that person. Like they literally just like, you know, dress up as them for Halloween every day and they just start mimicking them. And it's like, literally, it's so weird. I see this all the time with people where it's like, they just become like a, a couple coaches come to mind where it's like, I see this happens like so much in their community where it's like, they are trying to, you know, inspire people. And what ends up happening is that they end up making a whole bunch of clones of themselves. And so I feel like for me, it was a lot of like uncovering, like, you know, who am I exactly? And what it all came back to, which was very interesting, which was like 16 year old Emily. Like, I feel like that that is who I am today. Cause I feel like that 16 year old Emily didn't give a fuck about people and like what they thought about her. She also was listening to tragic kingdom by no doubt. And then she was like, you know, she had blonde hair still, uh, but she painted her hair like with, um, with like pink highlighters in class because her mom wouldn't let her like actually have pink in her hair. Like she wouldn't let her dye her hair pink. So then I would like, you know, do my highlight, my highlighter hair <laughs> in class, you know? Um, and I feel like that that was, you know, the truest expression of myself. And then after that, once I had figured out what had started happening. And so then I just started like, you know, suppressing that person. But I feel like that that is who I am today. It's just like, it's like, I'm just living my best 17 year old life, um, but I'm 34 and it's fine. <laughs> I, love I still that. listen to No Doubt super regularly. <laughs> I love that so much because I think a lot of times, you know, when people start like getting visible on the internet, they put like the vanilla, like acceptable version of them, the watered down version. And you're just not going to build like a big following by doing that because like everybody puts inspirational posts up there. Like there's nothing to distinguish you. And I know when I first started like really getting involved in the coaching community, like I was attracted to like the big, the bold, the vulnerable, like, you know, like people that just really like went for it and talked about all the things that I didn't think, you know, you should you could talk about on the internet or show all the things that I didn't think you could show on the internet. And so it's definitely just kind of the, the sooner you can find your big girl voice and just go for it. I think the more successful you'll be. So I love that you have that approach to kind of find your inner child or inner teenager to lead. Yeah. Cause I'm the, I'm the same way. I'm attracted to people that are just like, cause you can tell who's being real and who's kind of like, you know, being, being who they feel like they need to be people pick up on that and so I feel like that's the same thing for me where it's like I was always attracted to those people that were just like really real really honest really just kind of you know that that type of person and was also like very like vulnerable and would share deep pieces of themselves and so once I kind of you know got over the like me like all the fears that I had around you know being myself because I feel like that any time that in the past when I would be myself, um, I would immediately get like a no, don't do that. And so then I'm like, okay, so I don't really like, so I had to kind of like baby step 
for like a while where it's like, okay, I'm just going to like be, I'm just going to do like a little bit of this and then see what happens, you know? And a lot of people do that. And that's what I, you know, teach my clients to do, but we like stair step it where it's like, okay, I'm going to have you do this uncomfortable thing. And then we're going to make it a little bit more intense and a little bit more intense and a little bit more intense because it's like, I want to trigger you so you can figure out why the triggers are happening. Because otherwise, it's like, I'm never going to be able to help you if we keep keeping you in this safe zone, right? It's like, that's, why are you paying me if you want me to not make you uncomfortable, right? Like, it's like, that's why you're paying me to make you uncomfortable and then rise through it. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the power of a container, you know, to have like a safe place to practice and to have a mentor that's going to like hold your hand while you're making the big scary moves. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And then it's like, once I get through that with them, you know, and help them kind of get to a place where they feel more confident and comfortable being themselves, then I'm like, okay, now we can actually start talking strategy and like actually start putting like the creative director brain at work where it's like, okay, here's how you like make a brand. Here's how you design. Here's how you write content. Here's the strategy. But also through the lens of fun, just because I feel like that like I said, I feel like that anyone can make a business being themselves, but then I also feel like that business, like there's no rule book to business either. Like, I feel like that there is literally like a million strategies out there. So for people, I don't like, I don't like coaches that do this. So I'm just going to say it that are just like, Oh my God, learn my strategy to like 10 K or whatever. And I'm like, okay, great. Like that worked for that one person. But that is one person, okay? Do you realize how many millions of people are on this globe? One person found something that worked for them, and that's great, but I don't think that's going to work for everybody, right? You know, it's like standardized tests. Like, standardized tests aren't like, you know, doesn't work for everybody because, like, not everybody learns the same way. Not everybody functions the same way. So I'm the, I'm the type of person where it's like, I know literally every different trail and path that we can go down. You just tell me what sounds fun to you, and then I will help guide you down that path. But I'm not going to force like, oh, okay, this is the only strategy that's going to work, girl. Like that, that's not my, that's not my bag. Like that's not for me. Because then I've, I've been there. I've done that. I've done, been through coaches that are like, here's the one strategy, and I do it. And then on the other side of it, I am like broke. And so I'm like, I will never teach that to somebody because that was a horrible experience, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why we go into entrepreneurship as freedom. And so I think that's like the old like bro marketing paradigm that there's one way to success. And, you know, I think especially if you have that like rebel vibe, you know, like you're, <laughs> I know every coach that like forced me to do something or got in my face because I wasn't making a particular deadline. I just like dug my heels and more because I'm like, I don't want to be told what to do. Now, like if they did it like in a loving way that allowed self-expression, then I'm like all about it, you know, but I think in the coaching field in particular, there's so much comparisonitis. I remember hearing this uh, paradigm of, you know, my day job still is like as a therapist. And so like, you know, there's probably a hundred therapists in my area and I don't know how much they're making and I don't know how fast they made it. And I don't know like what amazing thing their clients said about it. Like, I don't know anything about them except maybe like a blurb on their website, you know, communal profile, but in the coaching industry, like it's so loud. And because we're advertising our results and we're commanding these high ticket items, it's like everything about that person is like in your face. And so it's just one of those things that it's so easy to get comparisonitis and think that like it has to happen immediately. And it has to be, you know, for me, like I didn't even really 
really get into it for the money per se. Like it was more about the freedom and like a larger platform and just like really being able to like kind of do my destiny thing. But then when you're like seeing, I made a hundred K in like five minutes, like it just kind of seeps in kind of like the patriarchy does. And you're like, oh my God, what am I? I haven't made any money or I haven't only made this much amount of money. And it's so easy to overthink it. And I think a lot of people don't last because of that factor, you know? And so I think it's yeah. just, there's a lot <laughs> I think the coaching industry is definitely like healing. And I think the more we have these authentic brands come out, I feel like it'll be so much more permission to go at your own pace, be a free spirit, like rewrite what sells, rewrite what successes. Yeah. And also I feel like, I mean, like a couple things came up for me right there where I call it compare and despair just because you're always going to be real <laughs> sad at the end. Like there's no way around it. And it's like the second thing about it is, is this morning like I got triggered by a compare and despair thing which so I will share I saw a coach that I feel like we all know has made this year already three million dollars already and I'm just like what <laughs> like I'm just like holy shit like what the like what and I was triggered as fuck and so but I think the thing is, is that I allow myself to get triggered by those things because then on the other side of that, I know is a lesson of like, why am I getting triggered right now? What is actually, why, like, what is going on with me? And so for me, like when I got to, when I got triggered this morning, literally like scrolling on Facebook, on the toilet, which is what I do in the mornings, <laughs> it's like first thing in the morning, like get triggered by this post, right? Uh, it was just like for me coming up of like, oh, well, that's clearly never going to happen for me. It's like, okay, well, I'm glad that I got triggered by that because now it's like, but I need to work through to know that like that can happen for me. But that was why I was getting triggered, right? And I feel like that that's a lot of what happens is that people love to compare, but they don't love to actually why, like wonder why they're comparing themselves. They don't love to know what's on the other side of that because they just want to like, you know, go in this spiral, you know what I mean? And it's like on the other side of that spiral is like, you know, so many lessons for you to learn, to like rise to that person, to get to the place where it's like you're suppressing the person that you're comparing yourself to. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like what we say in therapy is like that people are mirrors to us. And when we have like a strong reaction towards someone, they either are sort of, they have something that we want or something that we've kind of disowned in ourselves. When I get triggered by a post or like by someone's, you know, success, what I've started to do is just say like, I honor you for achieving that. And like, that's, you know, maybe that's a desire that I'm having that is totally like now possible for me once I like reclaim that. Um, versus, so one of my recent taglines in this last sale was like, don't hate her, be her, which I feel like was, I like, I really appreciated it because I've been on both sides of that. And I think it's, you know, even just with this whole paradigm of like women rising, of like entrepreneurship, of like rewriting these narratives of how we get to be even around like child mother, like we can do anything. Like you said, like, it's like, I always say it's like the wild, wild west, but there are no rules. Like we really get to decide what's going to be like, you know, our fullest expression of who we are. And I think it was just such an exciting time because we've had so much baggage. Like I can remember my mom saying, 
she was a nurse and she was like, you could either be a teacher or you could be a nurse. And that was it, you know, like, and so, you know, here, my daughter, you know, she's already interrupted my podcast, (laughs) you know, like, it's just amazing to see like what options are open for, for our generation and for these younger generations as well. Yeah. I feel like that that's like something that I really love. This is why it's like, I love being a coach, like, because number one, I'm helping people see the potential within themselves. Because I feel like that we all know that we have potential, but I feel like sometimes we suppress our potential or we just like, you're like, oh, well, that's not going to happen. That's a dream. And, but for me, I love working with people and then allowing them to like, you know, express their fullest potential and then be like, oh my gosh, like, this is amazing. Or it's like, you know, when they make a sale or something and I'm just like oh my god like they're so amazing like they did so good you know being able to see the journey that they that I've had with them and like where they've been and like where they are it's it's like so fulfilling it's like so much better it's like of course I love to get paid right because it's like it's my living but also it's like that's like the best paycheck to get people that you know are just like they basically have that realization of I can actually do this. Like I can actually make this a thing. I can actually go out and be the fullest version of myself and then just be fully and completely accepted by people. Um, And that is like the best form of payment for me as a coach. I think that's so true. Cause I know for me, like with that overachiever, like good girl programming, it was like, okay, like I'm going to you know, do what's expected of me. I'm going to like get the PhD. I'm going to like help save the world. I'm going to like get married and buy a house and like have a kid. And each one of those things was amazing in the way that I created it. But like, I think I can remember like standing on the stage of my PhD and being like, is this it? Like, (laughs) I thought it was supposed to feel better than this, you know, like a little like anticlimactic moment. And so I think that there's, first of all, like, that's what kind of drew me to, like, pleasure or pussy-based business is, like, you get to, like, celebrate and enjoy the entire way. You don't have to, like, achieve this huge moment and then just have it pass you by in two minutes, you know, like, you can celebrate the whole way through, and and so I think it's really exciting when when we lose the script, you know, when we lose those checkboxes, use your own adventure, like, you get to decide what's gonna be the best for you, and you get to enjoy it the whole way through. Yeah, because that's why I I always, with my clients, I'm always talking about, like, celebrating literally everything. Because my philosophy is, if you're not happy in your business, go back to working a nine-to-five. Like, why are you here? You know, it's like, if you want to stay, like, miserable and unhappy in your business, then it's like, you shouldn't be a business owner. And it's like, you should, you know, try to, like, work through the unhappiness. And I'm not saying it's, it's not always sunshine and rainbows, guys. Like, it's not. But it's like, if you're just like, oh my God, like, I just, you know, don't feel like really excited about anything in my business. And it's like, okay, then like, let's figure out something else. And so I feel like I work with that with a lot of business owners where it's like, they try this one thing and then they're like, oh, okay, this is the one and only thing that I can do. And it's like, you have unlimited businesses within you. Like, I feel like I, that's why I always like on one of my first calls with people, I'm always like, okay, I want you to tell me literally everything you find fun in your life. 
And it can be literally anything. I know when I made this list, like on my list was like snuggling puppies because I love snuggling puppies. I would love to make a business snuggling puppies, but like <laughs> that is not my business right now, but it might be in the future. But it's like, I feel like we have, you know, unlimited business potentials that are within us. And just because one doesn't work out, you know, doesn't mean that we should just throw in the towel. We can like start something new. We can do something bigger and better, you know, and something that's more aligned with what we actually want to do and what our passion is. Yeah. It's funny when I, the fearless feminine was being born. Um, I was in this like develop your high-end signature program. And so some of the past graduates were like MD and they were selling things like, you know, heal thyroid naturally or different things like that my logical was like, okay, what will people pay a lot of money for? <laughs> and what can I actually have good results with? And so I was actually going to do a whole thing about um, panic attacks, healing panic attacks naturally. And um, the fearless feminine came through, like that was going to be the name. But then I had this aha moment of like, oh my God, I'm like basically replicating my psychology practice, which I'm already burnt out from. <laughs> on the internet like it's and then I did the same thing with overachieving and like over investing and like making it hard and you know both of us are uh the generator sacral authority and I've actually had like several coaches that have that same profile and every one of them has said the more fun you have the more money you'll make and so here I am like working hard being like I'm working so hard and I'm not making any money like I wonder what the problem is <laughs> and you said something really great to me which is if you're not having fun at the party then no one's having fun at the party <laughs> Yeah, girl. Like, let me tell you my business philosophy, right? Because I know that we've all seen, um, like, if, okay, so a movie I can think of is called Bad Moms. Yeah, I love and, that movie. <laughs> yeah, so in that movie, there is a part of the movie where there are two different parties going on simultaneously. Like, one is, like, really kind of, like, stuck up and pretentious, and one, like, doesn't give a fuck like let's just get drunk dance around right there's one obviously like you know the get drunk and dance around party is the fun party right and your business is the exact same way i believe your business is a party right like you are the host of the party so you set the intention you set the tone you put out the snacks you get the dj you set the, like the playlist that's happening in the background you put up the decorations you do whatever you need to do and then when people come, then it's like they get the whole vibe and experience, right? We've all been to parties that are just kind of awkward and are just kind of like, okay, like, let me look at my wrist. Can I go now? I mean, no one wants to be there, girl. And so that's why I'm like, you know, you need to have fun. And that's like my whole business philosophy is, you know, I create programs that I'm like, I am so excited about teaching this. Like, I'm so excited about showing up and doing this thing. Like, that is how I've grown my Facebook group. Like, my Facebook group, I grew it because I started doing weekly masterclasses that were super fun. And I also started offering this cool incentive where it's, like, the top contributors, like, where you can go in your group and you can see who's, like, contributed the most in your group that week. I went and then what I started doing is that I would offer uh, two calls with like two 30 minute coaching calls for free 
with the people that were my top contributors. And so many people I know, like that I've told that to, they love that. And they're like, I'm borrowing that and I'm putting it on my group. And I'm like, okay, great. Cause that's why I'm like, I'm just, I just feel like it's fun. Cause I want to know who's in my community. I want to know what they're struggling with. I want to help them out because I'm like a giver person. That's just my personality. And I feel like that that's like, you know, a great, like, you know, way for me to get to know people and them to get to know me. Right. So that's why it's like, I love doing things like that. And so that's why it's like, I feel like it's a party. When you come to my party, you're going to know what type of party you're coming to, right? Where it's like, well, if you go to Megan's party, it's going to be a different party. And it doesn't mean it's a bad party. It's just, it's like a different party, right? But it's like, that's the brand is like, what is the party you are throwing? And what is the experience you want people to have? Because remember also, if you go to like a raging party, we've all had those raging parties we went to in college that we still we still kind of remember we may have been a little too drunk but we still kind of remember them right and it's like you still remember those parties and you're like oh my god that was so much fun that's how people are going to leave you right because it's like what is the party experience you want them to have when they like leave you know your experience how do you want them to talk about you so yeah i'm like once i come up with that analogy i'm like oh that is so fire that is so good <laughs> I love that too because like the patriarchy is so much over like linear and like competition and like only one person can have power over the other and I just love what you said about like if all the women get together and we just have like a big old party and we all support each other it really is like supporting the matriarchy and to the point where we just get to like do our thing and you know that in itself is like revolutionary. Yeah and also it's like we can't get anywhere by ourselves and I feel like that that's a lot of what has been instilled in us is that like, like you have to climb this mountain all by yourself. You can't ask for help, especially not from women and men. If you ask for help, they're probably not going to be helpful to you. So, <laughs> so it's like, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And so that's why it's like in my community, I love helping like I love women like collaborating and like you know my like my favorite thing is when people like post their offers and then I hear from them where they're just like oh my gosh I posted this in the group and like you know so many people like you know decided to like take me up on it right like I had a girl did do that last week she made a post and then she's like yeah five people booked this with me that's so awesome and I'm like hell yes like that is awesome I feel like you know there is that is the problem we feel like that there is a pot of 10 people that we're all vying to get money from and that is not the truth guys like that is not like there's like millions of people that want to work with you and it's like if they want to work with Megan and not want to work with me great you know that's fine and it's like if they want to work with me and not with Megan fine that's how I feel it's like you know there is enough to go around you know there's a big enough pot for all of us to like you know have a scoop have two pots or more soup so yeah, like that's the good thing about mental health is there's always job security. And I think the same thing goes with like coaching, especially in this age where I think more and more people are going to want to go their own way and start their own business, start their own brand. And I think it is, you know, that's the legacy of that, like, you know, scarcity and struggle, which I just think is like no longer true in the sense that I think we're evolving beyond that, especially as we like embrace each other and work together. And, you know, it's sort of like, one of my pet peeves in the coaching industry is like the way people like regulate their groups, you know, like some, you can't even post things in or you get kicked out or like whatever. And I'm like, if you were really so confident in your sales, <laughs> you would let other people sell. And I know sometimes those pitch posts are super provocative or like they're powerful. Like people will buy from them and 
you know, people sometimes have invested like money or whatever to grow their audience. But I just think that I noticed like all my favorite Facebook groups, including my own, are ones that allow people to sell. And I think that that's the new paradigm is to, yeah, like realize that it's a collective, that there's more than enough to go around. And that, you know, chances are if they buy from you, like they're someone who buys coaching and then we've got similar vibe, like they'll come buy from me for a different piece of it. And so, you know, I just feel like I wish they would be like a little less tyrannical uh, about groups. But on the other hand, I think that that makes the freer groups like yours and mine even more exciting because, um, you know, it's like there's no rules. I mean, there might be some rules, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it, it um, encourages self-expression and success of all women, which I feel like that's the revolutionary part where we get to all rise together. Cause you know, they say like, it's lonely at the top. Like, I don't want to make it to the top and then have it be lonely. Like, <laughs> I want like this amazing sisterhood of powerful women that like are themselves, which then like gives me permission to be myself even more so. Yeah. And I feel like that's why I do open promotion in my group, just because I feel like that sometimes it's their very first promotion post that they've ever made in their business. And I feel like that's a big step and they want it to be in a safe space where people can like hype them up and be like, oh my God, like this is amazing. Right. And I feel like, you know, it's like, I wish that sometimes I would have, I would have had that in the beginning where it was like, I literally like push people to promote in my group where I'm just like, Hey, you know, promote yourself. Cause sometimes we'll put make like a little comment of just like, Hey, like, you know, I'm working on this. So I'm like, okay, great. When you're done with that, make sure you do a promo post. Right. Like I'm literally like pushing them. I'm like, you know, get your ass out there and shine. Right. Like, cause it's like, you weren't, you weren't made to stand in the back row, honey. You were made to stand like on the stage under the spotlight, like, you know, get under your spotlight. So, <laughs> so I feel like I'm a little bit like that where I'm just kind of like that soccer mom. That's like, go on the field, honey, like go make that goal, go be special. So um, <laughs> that's how I am. But also I love when people like do that, where it's like one of the girls that I had done um, a coaching call with for my top contributor call, she made her first post in my group after we had made like her like business and her programs. Um, she had made her first post in the group and she got her first client from my group. And I'm like, how amazing is that? Like, that makes me feel like so special that like I've created this like really special community of people that want to support and buy from other people and aren't just there for like the freebie train. Cause I feel that, I mean, like I do give away raw freebies and a lot of value and that's great. But also it's like, you know, we need to like invest in other women. Because it's like, if you're not investing in other women and other women's businesses, but you're expecting people to only invest in you, then it's like, what are you saying about all these other women out here that are also trying to make a business, right? It's like, we need to invest in each other so that, you know, we can all collectively rise instead of you just rising by yourself and not investing in other people. Yeah, I think that's so true. Like to me, like, you know, I invested in a lot of different coaches all at the same time. And then it's like, you've got this little like fan fanfare and if you have like mastermind sisters or something you know you get this little like train of support and then you know I think that's the difference between developing like true authentic like relationships and friendships versus okay you're done paying me now so now I'm never gonna comment on your stuff again like that's another thing that irks me I'm like I know the coaches that really cared about me because they like continue to be a part of my life even when I'm not like officially paying them and to me that's really important 
piece. And, you know, for me, like I've been really working on healing my relationship with money and with sales because for me, like coming out of having a successful brick and mortar business and being a psychologist, like I didn't have to work to really get people. And so I just really thought like, okay, I'm going to throw some money down. It's going to be really easy. And then like these sales posts are saying, like, I'm going to be having like a hundred K lodge. And the reality was like quite different. And the biggest edge for me was like that self-promotion piece. And I could sell the hell out of something that wasn't my own. But I think that's the dilemma with the personal brand is that it's so vulnerable to like really be bragging. And that's why I love brag culture so much is because it feels so edgy for women to take up space and to say what's great about them and to be selling and making money. I was reading that book, You're a Badass at Making Money. And she has this whole thing about like, I love money. And I was like, oh, that feels like so edgy and like weird to like, and kind of like bratty and kind of bitchy to be like, I love money. And then I was uh, at one, another coach, Heather Hartman's uh, dance party for her birthday. And they were playing um, Madonna, like material girl, which was like my very first tape back in the day. And I was like, okay, I'm going to love money because I want to call some money into my life. Um, and I'm going to take up the space and I'm going to sell. And that's been, that was kind of like my breakthrough. This launch was to just like get over being afraid to be annoying or to take up too much space or to say the same thing over and over again and just like put that shit on blast. And, you know, there's that spiritual version that's like, oh, sales is service and it's sacred and all this sort of stuff, you know, but I think it's even like a little more deliberate than that. Like you just really have to like kind of be a broken record and, and that's how you know you're on brand, right? And I mean, I think with a personal brand, obviously like you get to just be you and that's like the magnetic power of it. But like you do have to make the offer, you know, a lot of times usually for people to really like get the idea that you're selling something. I think they say like 18 touch points or something is like the new number. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I feel like that there's, there's like so much that goes into selling. Like there's a lot, right? Because first of all, um, you're selling yourself, right? So you have to be comfortable with you, like, this is what I usually like to say. I'm like, like, you are now like a beautifully wrapped package on a shelf in a grocery store. Like that is what you are now. You know, you're, uh, you're the product, like you are the product that people are wanting to buy. It's like, and then secondary is like, what is the transformation that like you are being able to provide like through you? Cause it's like, it's like, if you're thinking about it as like a train of thought, People first are like, okay, do I like this person? Like, do I feel like I could work with this person? Do I feel like, you know, they are aligned with like who I am? And like, do I feel like I want to learn from them because like I align with them, right? It's like, basically it's like the, you know, are they an asshole or not test? <laughs> like that is like, that is like step number one. And then you're like, okay, you're not an asshole. Like I, I, you know, it's like, you may be very honest, but it's like, you're not an asshole. I can, you know, we can work together. Right. But then step two is like, do I actually want what they're selling? And it's like, so what is the actual transformation that they're actually selling? Right. And there's a lot that goes into that. Right. Cause it's like, with transformations, you are basically selling your knowledge, which can bring up imposter syndrome where it's like, okay, I don't think I can actually do the thing that like I'm doing. Or a lot of times I hear people where they're just like, well, I don't know enough. And I'm like, 
okay, but do you know more than like your, your target audience? Like, do you think you know more than them? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, that's enough, right? We're never going to be Google. We're never going to be a search bar girl. Like, that's just like not going to be our lives because we're human and we have an experience and we're not a computer. We're not a robot. So it's like, as long as you know more. So like, what I like to say is that we're all on a marathon, right? Some like, you know, I'm at mile three and my audience is probably like mile one or two or whatever, you know, but as long as I'm at mile three and they're at mile like zero to three, then I can help them. Right. But then like my coach is at mile six and then her coach is at mile nine. Right. So it's all this kind of like, you know, domino effect. Right. But it's like, as long as you can help them get to where they need to be, you know, and give them the transformation that they want, then that's all that matters. But it's like getting through that transformation piece of it. And then also being able to sell the transformation piece of it, which is like, I'll give this hot tip to everybody. Um, so I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs really struggle with content writing and selling because, and I make a lot of food analogies. So it's like, if you ever work with me and I know Megan does, so she knows that like, <laughs> when I'm giving homework, I'm always talking about food because I'm always hungry. <laughs> Even if I'm just eight, I'm like, okay, I'm hungry though. So, uh, <laughs> and, you know, for our generator profile, um, that's like our manifesting thing is like the taste. So I think it's hard not to find a generator that's not like a foodie of some sort, but actually like the taste of, you know, something really delicious is like what you can add that sense into your vision to like manifest that. Yeah, totally. And so I love giving, um, cause also I feel like it's very, it's like so much easier to break down complicated things in terms of food. And so what I like to call this is like the cupcake and the sprinkles. And so this is like <laughs> visualization. So I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs sell the sprinkles and they don't sell the cupcake because the cupcake makes them feel uncomfortable. So a cupcake is going to be like just a couple things that people want. Like they usually want, like it's the big things. So it's like, they want money. They want better health. They want more clients. They want better sex. Like they want like the big overarching things that we all want in our lives the sprinkles is what people sell. And this is what I find a lot of people really struggle with when they're selling is that. So like, for example, like I'm a business and brand coach. So if I was to tell you my sprinkles, it would be like, okay, you would have more confidence and you would have more authenticity and you would find like the truest version of yourself. And you would be like, you'd be able to like uncover like your true self. And you're like, okay, girl, that sounds nice. So I'm not going to pay you money for that. Like, you know, that's not like something I want to pay, I want to buy from you. Right. But if it's, but if I'm like, okay, like I'm going to help you get more money and more clients through da, 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 like the sprinkles. Right. So it's like the sprinkles are important, but it's like sprinkles are nice, but you don't like, you can love or leave sprinkles, but you got to have the damn cupcake. Like you're like, I want the cupcake, but the sprinkles are nice to have. Right. So icing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like sprinkles and icing. Right. But it's like people really struggle with that because they don't. And I really struggled with that too. Cause I was like, but I'm like teaching people about like authenticity and confidence. And then my coach was like, no girl, you're teaching them how to make more money. That's what you're teaching them. And I'm like, Oh, but then it's like, that's what happens with people, especially coaches is like that brings up their money issues all the time. 
because it's like, you know, if you're teaching people how to make money and let's say you don't feel like you're making like the amount of money that like you want to be making or, you know, fill in the blank money issue there, that's going to be really triggering for you to constantly be selling like, you know, this like money clients, like dream life thing that everybody, you know, talks about. Right. And so it's figuring out like, you know, first of all, what's the money block that you have? And then also figuring out like, well, like you're bringing them through the process with the sprinkles. So it's like, I bring people through that where it's like, I help people get to the money and the clients, but through like the confidence and the authenticity and like, you know, being their own self and like not really giving a fuck about what people think and like burning like the business rule book and doing business on their own terms. And like, that's how I bring them through to get to that. But like, I, but I'm not selling them that like I'm selling them that it's kind of like, it's like the, it's like the app. It's like the, um, like the side, right. It's like nice, but it's not like what you actually want. Yeah, you know, and I think that's like a mistake a lot of times people made. I know I did when I was investing is I was like, ooh, this person's really successful and they're like who I want to be and they're making a million dollars. So I'm going to like invest with them. But like, honestly, like my more powerful experiences and like the more helpful ones were people who were just a couple steps ahead of me because, you know, like for a million dollar coach, they'll be like, do a discovery session, like whatever, just do it, you know, and not recognizing that like that can be a real edge for someone who's just starting out. The other piece I think is like really important to mention is just like, instead of like someone who like is embodying like what you want to be I think you need to really make sure that the like relationship piece is there that they can support you the way that you want to be supported and that they aren't just like who you want to be per se you know and so I think like there's a lot to say with with coaching fit um and finding the right person who can just like really get you and can kind of support you and like you said trigger and challenge you (laughs) through the yeah edges Yeah, because it's like I've hired coaches that were like not aligned at all and I was like stuck in a program and was miserable. And then I've hired like coaches that like it's like we're like two peas in a pod, right? And so, but it's like figuring out like what works for you, which is why I love to like talk to people and be like, okay, like this is like this, let me just like briefly tell you like what the experience would be like working together and um and then it's like they can you know tell me yes or no and it's like either way that's fine because it's like I've even had people where it's like they're like okay like you know it's a no no right now and then they come back later and they're like okay it's an it's a yes right now so it's like I am so about making aligned decisions because I've been that person that made what I thought was an aligned decision and didn't and then I got stuck and then I was like miserable and I was like this is like not helping me at all like this is all shit I already know and then it's like you know and also it's like you promised all these things and you're not delivering on them and then I'm like oh my god like you know this was a terrible choice so I don't want that to be what people feel I don't like I want them this is why the very first thing I tell people when they sign up with me is I'm like okay you got to immediately celebrate because I want them, it's like you invested in yourself and that deserves like so much celebration that like you made this big step. And a lot of times with my clients, it is the very first time they've invested in a coach. And so it's like a big step, 
right? Like when you invest in your first coach, like that is a big, big step, right? And so it's like they've invested in their first coach. I'm like, this requires like a very big celebration because it's like you, first of all, recognize that you have unlimited potential and you want someone to help you like basically like, you know, dust off the diamond and then just like put it under a spotlight because that's all you need, girls, just like being put under a spotlight. That's it. Yeah. And I think like permission not to have the results within the time frame of the container. I think that's like another kind of scarcity belief, you know, because it's not like the knowledge is going away. Like you can like practice what you learned in the coaching container the whole rest of your life. And I had to learn this in therapy. Like people have their own different healing timelines. And so a lot of people do get results within the container um, because they have the support and the challenge and the insight and the strategy and all that stuff. And, you know, it's also like a lifelong unfolding. Well, thank you so much for being on. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Want to keep the conversation flowing? Find us on Facebook at the Divine Feminine Revolution Facebook group, where revolutionary women gather to listen to their hearts, monetize their gifts, and change the world.